Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. My brothers and my sisters, you know I've been telling you about the Panera Bread Unlimited Sip Club. That's right, when you become a member, you have your choice of a hot or iced coffee or a hot tea every two hours at your local Panera Bread. Well, check this out. They have expanded on the Unlimited Sip Club. Now, in addition to your hot tea, hot coffee, or iced coffee, you have a choice of either any of the Panera Bread fountain sodas or the new charged up Panera Bread charged lemonades. Listen to these flavors here. Strawberry lemon mint, Fuji apple cranberry, or mango yuzu citrus. That's right. This is clean energy right here, okay? We're talking about some uh, green coffee extract and a little something special as well. It is delicious. I'm telling you right now, folks, you got to head over to your local Panera Bread. Become a member of the Unlimited Sip Club. And in fact, if you sign up right now, you will get your first 90 days absolutely free. So you can check it out yourself. Then after that, I'm telling you, it's less than $10 per month. Every two hours, you can get yourself a delicious beverage at Panera Bread. Don't forget, they have the delicious pastries, the salads, the sandwiches, the soups. Visit PaneraBread.com or walk into your local Panera Bread. Sign up for the Unlimited Sip Club. Quench your thirst. That's right. And now, let's get on with the show. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is the Sex Pistola, no avail, and I'm this week's Indie Spotlight on Duke Loves Wrestling. I've been a performer my entire life, realizing at a fairly young age I just kind of gravitated towards performance, whether it was musical or, or things of that nature. I oftentimes found myself in creative and performative pursuits. Professional wrestling, I suppose, caught my, my eye because it combined the two things that I had a very strange fascination with which both of those things being sports and uh, performance. Now, I'm not someone who gets too excited by traditional sports. I couldn't tell you a sports team if you showed me a jersey, but something about the physicality and the intricacies of learning this almost martial arts mixed with dance just piqued my interest. I suppose I find coming from the Sunshine State of Florida to be a bit more of an interesting experience than somebody just coming on a vacation or just coming to visit. You truly get to experience the natural beauty, experience the people, and it's almost like uh, in a sense of being a needle in a haystack in a lot of ways. When you're surrounded by a lot of people from up north or from a variety of different locations, it's interesting to be the one rarity among them that can say that you were born here, bred here, and that you, as I like to say, are, are born from the swamp. When you attend a wrestling event and you witness no avail, you're getting this combination of 
beauty and brutality that I don't think any other professional wrestler can truly give you. Not since the days of, of Gorgeous George, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I don't think that there's any other professional wrestler on the scene, whether it be Florida or in the States, that combines the grandiose spectacle of professional wrestling with the hard-hitting nature of trying to win a contest. I, I Perhaps it's the ambition and, and perhaps it's the obsession with looking my best that creates no avail and the grand thing about no avail is that i am never alone flanking me on either side are two gentlemen who have become sort of family to me we refer to ourselves as the sexy angels on my left is Iki of the thousand fangs a young man who i can assure you has spent more time watching japanese wrestling and learning the craft and finding new and intricate ways of dumping you on your head or kicking you in the face than I think anybody else in any scene. And then to my right is my little brother, Azrael Rowe. And do not let his diminutive stature fool you. When the boy gets his hands on you, whether it's in a wrestling context or he's flipping around your body, you're going to go wherever he puts you because he's just that much of a forceful, energetic, and very entertaining competitor. From 2022 and beyond, No Avail will continue to do what No Avail has always done, and that's strive to be the very best that No Avail can be. The sky is the limit for No Avail. It doesn't matter whether you're in Florida, Texas. It doesn't matter if you're in Georgia. It doesn't matter if you're as far north as New Jersey, New York, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. I might decide to go down to Mississippi and show you exactly what I'm capable of. No Avail is going to be a hot topic in professional wrestling. And I'm going to take my place among the greats of independent wrestling. And someone's got to do it. And someone's got to put this state on their back. And I suppose that if no one else is going to be the one to do it, then Florida's favorite son should be the one to do it. And for all of you transplants that come to Florida to take from us, to take our opportunities, take our resources, take our creativity, no avail will be waiting for you. Flanked by the sexy angels. Flanked by every single professional wrestler that calls this place home. The gate of entry is simple, and you just have to prove yourself, not just to me, but to all of us. If you think that you're just going to come down here, take from us, and then leave, good luck. Better men than you have tried and failed. And for anyone who would like to witness no avail, no avail the sexy angel, or simply just to say hi, you can reach me on Instagram at noavail97. You can reach me on Twitter as La Sex Pistola, and you can reach me by email at t-r-e-a-n-t-e-h-a-l-l at yahoo.com. This is the Sex Pistola, No Avail. And now, a message from WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T. What's up guys, it's Booker T, six-time world champion. Yes, I will be appearing at the River City Wrestling Con Sunday, June 12th in Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Q&A going down, guys. So get your questions ready. Don't miss out. Don't get shut up. And I'll see you there. Excellent, excellent stuff there. First and foremost, shout out to the two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T. King Booker. Okay, he's going to be on the show 
in the not too distant future. And I can't wait to talk to him about his illustrious career. That's going to be fun. And don't forget, folks, you definitely got to check out that River City Wrestling Convention. It is creeping up on us. So I can't wait for that. There's going to be some great stars there, including Brett the Hitman Hart, Loki, Thunder Rosa, Tiffany Nieves, the whole nine yards there, folks. Booker T will be in the house, of course. You got to check out the River City Wrestling Con. But we decided to kick off the show with something special there. That's right, our very first indie spotlight, and who better to do it? Noah Vale. Just a fantastic young talent there. Wonderful, wonderful. Definitely somebody you don't want to mess around with. So you got to check out Noah Vale when you get a chance, folks. I'm telling you right now, you will not want to miss what Noah Vale has in store for the entire wrestling world. Just completely fabulous, completely ridiculous, just wow. You know, Gorgeous George 2.0. That's what I like to call Noah. That's right. Listen, folks, I, I got something special for you. You know, later in the week, I think we're going to do it this weekend. Of course, we're going to be doing that tribute to our man, uh, Ken Johnson. So we already know that that's coming up. But I wanted to do something interesting for this episode here because I've been getting a lot of folks who are going back to our archives and one of the interviews that is so topical you know the information is still current and folks have reached out to me talked to talk to me about it and, and in fact you know i i actually said something to the man the myth the legend mr vince russo okay a couple years ago we had a great conversation and he had a lot of interesting things to say and it's it's funny because for some reason People have gone back and they're listening to it all over again and commenting on it uh, with fresh ears. And I even told Vince, I said, Vince, I don't know what you're up to, man, but people keep hitting me up about that interview you did on my show. And he said, you know what the crazy part about it is, Duke? Everything that I said during that interview, I think things have gotten worse. So I thought that was an interesting commentary. And I'll definitely have Vince back on the show soon to expand upon what he means by that. But check this out. Let's let's revisit the conversation that I had a couple years ago with Vince Russo. And, you know, back then I had a different mic. We've upgraded our mic. So this is now in, in full HD here. So I re-recorded my questions for, for Vince. So check this out. Vince, do you ever really stop and think about your legacy and just your impact on pro wrestling? Uh, I asked that question because here we are so many years later and people are still talking about the Attitude Era and speaking about it in, in a manner in which they point out, hey, that was my favorite period in pro wrestling. That was some of the best stuff. And it seems like a lot of companies are still trying to chase the feeling that surrounded that whole time period of the Attitude Era. I know that you covered on your shows. I know that in other interviews, you you know you're forced to talk about it. But in your private moments, in your mind, do you ever stop and really think about that and kind of say, "Yeah, you know, I I help do that. I help contribute to that. I help build that." When I kind of watch today's product, and you know, I mean, there's a part of me that really wishes. Um, you know, wrestling would get back to wrestling, you know, which is what we did during the Attitude Era, which was all storyline driven and characters. Um, I really wish it would get back to that. Um, that's, that, that's really the only 
thoughts I have about it, you know, because, you know, bro, I, I was just, you know, like everybody else, man, I was just going to work and I was just doing a job every week and I was doing the best job I possibly could do. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm still that way today. You know, I, I have a, uh, you know, a very, very high work ethic. And I mean, that's, that's really, that's really what, what it was to me, man. It was just another job that I held and I did it to the best of my capabilities. And, and I'm proud of that. We see a phenomenon out there in which storylines and, and really knowing your craft, you know, grabbing a hold and working a hold, understanding how to cut a proper promo and delivering on the emotion that centers around weekly episodic pro wrestling. Uh, there's not much emphasis on that stuff these days. You know, instead, you have all of this, what I like to call flippy dippy peanut butter skippy. Everybody's trying to jump off of the highest ladder or the highest cage or the highest roof. Everybody's trying to do some type of death defying stunt. And unfortunately, you, you're starting to see a lot of crazy injuries. You know, these young folks, they're breaking their necks, they're breaking their backs, they're breaking their legs. And that's not to say that pro wrestling never had injuries before, but it just seems like it's gotten a lot worse What's your take on that, especially as a person who emphasizes storyline, character development, things of that nature? What's your take on all this death-defying, flippy-dippy, peanut-butter-skippy nonsense that we see today? Yeah, I think it's sad, and I think it's stupid, you know, for, for the exact reason that you said. Wrestling is a work. They're, they're not fighting for real. And, you know, they're, they're, I, I read just last week there were like six concussions. Which is ridiculous because you're, you're creating that. Nobody's telling you to do that. You're bringing that upon yourself. And, you know, you got a lot of these kids in the ring today in their early 20s, their mid-20s, and they think they're invincible. And they keep doing stuff like this day in and day out. And, man, I just got to tell you, when they hit, you know, 35, 40, I really, really feel bad for these individuals because, you know, they're going to look back and they're going to say, why did we make something so easy, so difficult, and there isn't a damn thing they're going to be able to do about it. And you're talking to somebody that dealt with concussions and dealt with the ramifications of um, uh, post-concussion syndrome. I, 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 it's affected my whole life. So I know what I'm talking about. So, A, I think it's stupid because it is a work. Nobody's telling you to do that. You're bringing that all upon yourself. You're putting yourself at risk of injury. And second of all, it's very, very sad because, you know, what they're doing now is going to have a lasting effect on their lives, and they're just too young, too naive, and too stupid to understand that. Vince, we know that you've been doing uh, radio, you've been doing interview shows, you've been doing shows where you're providing analysis about pro wrestling and other sports, you know, Major League Baseball, what have you, for years. I mean, well before this, what we call podcasting stuff is going on. What do you think when people refer to you as the godfather of the modern style of pro wrestling podcasting? I know there's a lot of other people who that moniker gets assigned to, but I've, I've heard that stated about you as well. So what's your take on that? How do you feel about that? Man, bro, I don't want to be the godfather because, I mean, I, I love what I do. 
um, and I have a grasp of what I do and an understanding of what I do. But, you know, bro, there are a lot of people out there that do what I do, especially when it comes to wrestling, and and they're obsessed with it, man. And and, and I don't think that's healthy. I mean, I, I think being obsessed with something is as serious as, you know, the risk, risky maneuvers, you know, that guys are taking in the ring. And there are a lot of people that do what I do in the podcast field, and, man, they, they are just obsessed with wrestling. They are just consumed with wrestling. I, I mean, you know, bro, you, you look at the uh, hatred towards me, and it's like that's, that's a sickness. And, and the reason I can say that is because me as a human being, you know, never have I hated an athlete. Uh, you know, in that way, or never have I ate, have I hated an actor or a writer or a director. I mean, never. You know, I mean, maybe, you know, okay, bro, maybe I didn't like somebody's work. Maybe I'm not a fan of somebody's music uh, just because of my own personal taste. But to, you know, outright just hate you know, somebody I don't even know because of how they wrote a wrestling show, bro, that's, that's really a sickness and, and that's not normal. So like, I really try to separate myself from the rest of that pack when it comes to podcasting, because, you know, bro, I'm doing a job. I'm trying to entertain an audience. Um, That's what I'm trying to do. I am not obsessed with wrestling. I was never obsessed with wrestling um, because, you know, in my opinion, that's not healthy. And, and if you're obsessed with something like that, that usually means that you are not paying attention to the things that really do matter. And, and quite frankly, I think that's sad. Um, so, like, I don't... You know, when I, when I listen to some of these podcasts, you know, we, we do, I do my show, you know, castrating the marks. And I listen to these people every single week that are, that are consumed with, with grown men fake fighting. Wow, bro. Like I, I just, I really feel bad for those people because I, I mean, bro, we, we, we saw, we saw what happened with Kobe Bryant, man. We, we are not going to be here forever and and to put such a great emphasis on something that means absolutely nothing in the big scheme of things man i, I just i think that's sad what's your family's reaction to all of this stuff here vince i mean what do they think about the fact that there are so many people who literally daily are arguing about either things that you've said or booking decisions that you've made in the past. What's, what's the Russo family think about all this? Uh, bro, they, 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 I, I keep them so far separated from it. it it's not even funny. They, they don't know. Like my wife has no idea of what I've gone through in my career. You know, my father, you know, certainly has no idea. Like I don't, I don't tell them stuff. The, the only one that really, you know, has a hold on it is my my oldest son will and that's because he happens to work you know for ddp he works at ddp yoga uh those guys do a lot of work for uh, aew so 
a lot of guys are constantly going in and out. So, you know, Will, my son Will is somewhat associated with wrestling. So he, he knows. I mean, he clearly knows. But outside of that, God, I have kept my family so far away from this world. I don't, I don't want them to know about the world, you know, the wrestling world. I don't want them to be associated with it. I've literally kept them in the dark for the last 30 years. Vince, you're somebody who is not afraid to point out the fact that you have a relationship with God. Uh, you're a Christian. You make no secret about that. You're very clear about that. You just said something that's really interesting. Uh, you talked about hatred and how that's not something that you subscribe to, you don't believe in. Talk to me more about that. Talk to me about hatred because hate is a word that you you see and you hear hurled at you on a regular basis. I mean, there are people who legitimately claim that they hate you over whether it's what you have to say about wrestling or a storyline they didn't agree with or something like that. Talk to me about that. You know, people that feel the type of hatred that they feel to me, I say this all the time, man. If, if you have hatred in your heart, God is nowhere in your life. I, I mean, ab absolutely nowhere. Because if God is in charge of your life and God is alive and well inside of you 24 and 7 and he's always on your mind and you're always thinking of him and he's a part of your life, you're not capable of hating. I, I mean, people have said some horrendous things about me for, you know, decades and decades and decades, and I could sit here and tell you I do not hate anybody. I, I don't experience uh, hate. You know, hate isn't a part of my life. And, you know, that, that that's what I'm talking about, man, when, when, when you're talking about you know, hating somebody you don't even know because of the way they wrote a wrestling show. God, bro, it's like, you know, at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to, you have to ask the question, you know, what am I doing? You know, Vince, recently uh, a mutual friend of ours and a guy that you know for a long time, Big Vito LaGrasso, detailed experiences with people digging up his personal information. Uh, whether it be his address, whether it be you know, information about his wife, just really crazy off the wall stuff. And again, people who don't mean him any good, you know, trying to do this sort of thing because of their obsession and, and hatred, misguided feelings about him. Um, do you ever have any of those types of experiences at all, Vince? Because I know, again, you're you're somebody that people have strong reactions and strong opinions about to the point where it seems pretty unreasonable, but do they cross the line? Bro, I had a person actually open up a Twitter account as my house and literally as my house, you know, it was like, you know, Vince Russo's house was the Twitter account and it was my house with my address. Bro, it was the inside of my house because, you know, I, I had just purchased it. So, you know, I mean, it, you know, the inside and whatnot was up on real estate sites and whatnot. But I literally had somebody open up a Twitter account as Vince Russo's house. Hey, bro, it, it's a sickness. I, I mean, seriously, it it is a sickness. It is an obsession. These people are not well. 
Um, they're, they're just not, bro. And it's, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, one of the things like I'm trying to tell Vito is, you know, he's, he's making all these, uh, you know, he's making a couple of videos now and he's kind of outing this person. And I'm like, you know, bro, like you don't know what you're dealing with. Like if, if it were me, I would leave it alone. Got, bro, I, I had an experience with a dirt sheet writer who just literal, literally made shit up. Shit that was 100% not true. And, you know, it got me kicked off of podcast one. And, you know, my, my thing was, bro, like this is a dangerous person. This is a person that blatantly wanted to affect my livelihood, and he did. Unfortunately, bro, it backfired on him because when I was no longer, when you no longer had had access to me on Podcast One, people then subscribed to the brand, which was a blessing in disguise because it, I mean, it really kind of put my podcast network, you know, over the hump. But, like, my point is this guy clearly wanted to damage me and wanted to damage my well-being and my finances and my job and my family by literally making shit up. So, like, you know, at that point when I realized, like, literally that was this guy's motive. Bro, I dropped the guy's name from my vocabulary because this is somebody that's dangerous now. You know, like I I look at guys like Meltzer and I look at guys like Keller. You know, those guys aren't dangerous. You know, that they hate me because of my views on wrestling. But like these aren't guys that are dangerous. The guys that are dangerous are the guys you know, that are going to go after you personally because they want to hurt you. And the guys that are dangerous are the guys that start labeling you. Russo's a racist. Russo's a homophobe. Russo's an anti-Semite. Those people I stay away from because they have one goal and one goal only, and that's to hurt you and hurt your family and hurt your livelihood. Those people are very, very, very dangerous. You know, and and again, bro, you, you talk about having God nowhere in sight. That's those people. Because if, 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 if God was at the center of your life, you would not be acting in a way where you want to hurt other people. You would be acting in a way where you actually want to put other people before you. So like that, you know, the, you know, with what Vito is doing now, I understand his anger. I understand everything he's gone through, but I, it's not going to make, it's not going to make this person stop. Big Vito Lagrazo. This is a person that you've been friends with for a while, right? Oh yeah, but I go back with Vito to like 1991, man. When uh, you know I first saw him at at Gleason's gym, man, Johnny Rogers' gym. He was training to be a wrestler, and you know he was from Staten Island. I was from Long Island. We were both Italian, 
And bro, I think the thing the thing that really drew me to Vito, um, you know what, you know again the work ethic, you know how hard this guy worked, and you know listen man, there's a lot of politicians in our business. There's a lot of people in spots that have no business being in those spots. They get in those spots by stabbing people in the back and stepping on people and lying about people and politicking. Vito's not one of those guys. You know, him and, him and I are so much the same, man, where, listen, we're, we're going to bust our ass. We're going to give you everything we can. And if somebody out politics us, you know what? Go with the politician because at the end of the day, that's going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt me because I'm going to take my work ethic and I'm going to bring it somewhere else. And that other person or that other company is going to benefit from me. And like that, that's the way the both of us have always, always carried ourselves. If a complete stranger were to approach you right now and they would say, okay, Vince Russo, what is your legacy? What's your response to that? You know, bro, I, I have to be honest with you. I don't I don't care about that. I, I don't care because my, my life isn't wrestling. My life never was wrestling. Wrestling then and wrestling now has always been a job. And, you know, I, I carry myself the same way when I own my own businesses. I carried myself the same way. You know, I, I worked for CBS. I carried myself the same way. To, to me, the, the important thing for me through all that was for my children to see my work ethic and for my children to really understand, you know, what it, what it means to be the best you can be and what it means when something you know has your name on it and and just the pride you know you take in your work and something you created that's my legacy i i mean you know you 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 have to understand something there are a lot of things about the wrestling business that i do not respect and, and even when I was in the wrestling business, there was no doubt in my mind, and I said it, the wrestling business is the devil's playground. No ifs, ends, or buts about it. I, I experienced it. I was there. I know, you know, who runs, you know, the wrestling business. So, like, as far as, you know, a legacy and how I'm remembered in wrestling and, you know, WWE Hall of Fame and all that stuff, that stuff means nothing to me. What, what, what means everything to me is my family and, and, and how they can look at, you know, what I achieved and, and what I did and what I still do to this day and how they could be proud that, you know, their father was not a, a politician and their father didn't take shortcuts and their father didn't lie to get ahead and that, you know, their father did everything the right way. That That's the legacy right there. Again, still topical. You know, Russo actually says that he feels that things have gotten even worse, which, my goodness, you know. What do you think? 
What do you think? Huh? Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter, at Duke Loves Wrestling, gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I mean, does, does Russo have a point here? These folks who are doxing people, stalking people, um, getting so upset over opinions about wrestling. Let me tell you something. I have people threaten me. I have people cuss me out. I mean, the, the whole nine yards. I mean, Jesus Christ. Even Tony Khan was in my inbox trying to act like he's a tough guy. Can you imagine the son of a billionaire has time to jump in my inbox talking like he's a tough guy? Give me a break. Um, but, it, you know, people get very bent out of shape when you have an opinion about pro wrestling. And it's really strange. It's like it's OK to debate. It's OK to disagree. But you don't need to escalate it to the point where you're, you're making threats and you're putting people under the impression that you're so out of touch and unstable that you might actually act upon some of these unreasonable emotions that you have. Please, folks, get some help. Get a grip on yourself. I often say it, you know, a lot of these folks are people who have very little, if any, control over their own personal lives. And as a result of that, they have to do this weird uh, cyberbullying and, you know, nonsense and, and trying to essentially terrorize other people online. It's just unacceptable. And I'm not afraid to call it out. It is funny that people are going back and listening to that and continuing to agree that, yeah, this is still a major problem. As we see the the wrestling industry expand, as we see podcasting expand, you know, the, the whole WWE versus AEW, you know, war that isn't a war because AEW is not even profitable and WWE is crushing them. Um, you know, people really take all this stuff personally. And it's very, very strange. So I just hope that if you are one of those people, that you get yourself together, fix yourself up. Okay. There is absolutely no reason why you should be cussing somebody out, threatening people, doxing people, calling them everything but a child of God. It's just unacceptable. And if you're the kind of lunatic who promotes this sort of thing, you're just as bad as the people who are saying and doing the worst or, you know, as as a good friend of the show would say, doing the most. And that's not a compliment. So, you know, just something to keep in perspective. Again, thank you to Vince Russo, somebody who has literally experienced it all. And it's scary stuff. It's serious stuff. So we, we got to keep talking about it, though, because we, we can't allow this to be normalized. We can't allow this to be something that people feel is the right thing to do or is something that they can get away with. No. Shame the devils. Okay? That's what I say to that. Shame the bad people. All right? Because that's ex- when, you're, when you're conducting yourself this way, you're being a very bad person. There's no question about that. Who the hell is going to create a, a fake account and pretend to be somebody's home and, and then literally post pictures of the inside of somebody's home. That is sick. It's crazy. Okay, but this is what a lot of these folks do. We got to call them out, man. Got to call them out. Some, if, if Listen, one day I'm going to do a whole episode where I'll just read some of the nonsense that pops up in my inbox. I got people threatening me, people demanding that I... I meet them for a fight, which is just very strange. It's, I have, you know, a couple of people have actually given me addresses, which I'm assuming it's their personal address. I don't know. Um, like I'm supposed to hop on a plane and meet them somewhere 
to engage in some kind of hand-to-hand combat. Give me a break. Why would I do that? Here's what I'll do. I'll do you one better, okay? I'll just send it to the police and have them arrest you for being a lunatic. How about that? I'm not fighting you. What am I fighting you for? What are we, I'm going to beat you up because you don't know how to act? Come on. I don't have time for that. Um, people got to get a grip. Like, seriously, it's pro wrestling. It's okay if you have an opinion. And here's the crazy part. You know, a lot of the stuff that people get upset with me about is the fact that I call out sexism. I call out when, you know, there's there's obvious discrimination against people of color and things of that nature. People get pissed at me over that. But it's like, look, my beef is always with the office. It's not with the wrestlers themselves. Think about that. I'm always calling out the, the corporate people who are making these decisions and who are putting this stuff out there that is unfair and not equal opportunity and what have you. Imagine that. You're going to cuss me and, and call me everything but a child of God because of that? Like, get, get yourself together. Stop it. Okay? Really, stop it. So, and you know, and, and my heart goes out to anybody who's experiencing this sort of thing. Well, the, the crazy part is that the, the women get it the worst. You know, women in wrestling, whether they're content creators or whether they are wrestlers, whether they are promoters, the stuff that they are, are you know, people say to them, try to do to them and what have you. It's just it's a disgrace. And we need to call it out, man. We can't keep this stuff hidden. We got to bring it out into the light and keep shouting it out. And you know something? I'm going to start naming names because I think that you need to know that what you're doing is not acceptable. So, you know, I'm just letting folks know now this is this is a final warning. OK, names are going to start getting named. And then what? You know, police reports will start getting filed. Who knows? It's like we got to We got to cut this stuff out, man. All of you out there who do this sort of nonsense. So, again, thank you to Vince Russo. Like I said, that's that's an, a conversation that we had a couple of years ago, but it's still topical. He's still going through the same thing. He says it's even worse. And I'm going to have him on the show. We're going to discuss, you know, what he means by that. What's happened since we've had that conversation. Shout out to Noah Vale. Fantastic young wrestler and just so excited about what's to come. You know, Florida has something to say. Florida has something to say out there. So and with with folks like Noah Vale leading the charge, I just think it's fantastic. So good stuff there. We're going to have more indie spotlights. I'm going to do one every single week. So, you, you know, Duke loves wrestling, loves to highlight these young wrestlers. That's really what I'm all about. So this is this is really cool. And um, again, check us out this weekend where the tribute to Ken Johnson is going to be interesting. Great conversation. Rudy Boy Gonzalez, James Beard and Dusty Wolf. Great conversation with these guys about the legacy of the the mad dog, Ken Johnson. So can't wait to. For you folks to hear that. Until then, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.